1: start and end your day with the good news the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com now here's angie austin and friends with the good news
2: hello it is the good news angie austin here with uh, my good news gal friends we've got monique michelle Donna, Jennifer, and then Dave as well. Dave, did you see when they did my website? They talked about the good news gals, and he said, "And Dave too." <laughs> I love I that. Didn't see they're, that yet. they're revamping the website, Re- the Angie yeah. Austin Radio. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I looked Gary. at it a
3: couple, a couple months ago, and I saw that Moose was still on there. So yeah,
2: I know he was complaining that the old producer was on there, and I'm like, well, he's been gone a year <laughs> yeah. over a year. Two so years. Probably should uh, update that. You know, it's like you're a mom and you're on the radio, and you know, you are trying to juggle all these kids because my mom. Um, well, it's only three, but, and then my mom, you know, with her health stuff, right. I've got to juggle. And then my husband is a startup, so he's gone all the time. And so, and he's also not the Disneyland husband right now. He's the lakeside husband because he gets angry because he's <laughs> more stressed out because he's gone like 12 <laughs> hours a day. And then he has lots of issues at work. And uh, millennials, he said, that don't really sometimes care as much about, he says, you know, about... Um, and
3: Lakeside is the place with the really dangerous bumper cars? Yeah,
2: well, yeah. Lakeside's <laughs> the one that, like, Rickety, the paint's a little, yeah, Rickety, the paint's shipped and pain. rusty. A couple bolts are missing. <laughs> bolts coming off of them. Yeah, they put yellow <laughs> tape over the seats when they don't work. And Plus, websites are really them. confusing. I don't know yeah. how all that stuff works. Yeah, so finally, Pastor Gary helped me with the website. Um, and Pastor Gary, he's fantastic. So he was trying to not charge me for the website, but I decided that I wanted to give him money to buy his wife, Pastor Gary's wife, a new... Um, outfit and to get them gas money to drive across country because his lovely wife Donna is uh, dealing with lung cancer and they live um, at a church in Arizona, I've known them for years, um, in the parking lot and uh, he listens to my show, my national show, my morning show every morning and he'll email me about things and he said he wanted to help me with my website. Isn't that amazing how this like people, I don't know, come together through, you know, radio and internet and friendships and Jesus. You know, he used to run Mean Street he worked with Mean Street's ministry here in Denver years ago and that's how I met him when I was on channel two and all these years he's followed me through radio and T V I thought that was kind of cool that he reached out and said your website's a mess, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I love you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> isn't that neat? So now Donna's got uh, new clothes and they have uh, money for their uh, trip across the country for their gas. Yeah, works out. <laughs> you you know. are amazing, and Angie. And here's another thing too. I'm like PayPal. He goes, well, uh, we don't do like modern banking. I'm like, excuse me. Uh, could you do Western Union? They go, How do I do Western Union? <laughs> like, I push a button and send money to my producer across the country on PayPal. I'm like, Really? I got to go to like King Supers and <laughs> Western <laughs> Union. And, I like, didn't even know they still out had Western Union. No. <laughs> and then you give them like Tony a code. Express. And, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Should I just drive you some money down there and pay in cash in Arizona? Carry your pigeon. Oh your- my Carrier gosh. Pigeon. How crazy.
4: Wait, like, where Andre's grandmother. We Western Union and his really? mom because they don't know how to do that. Yeah, the uh, PayPal
2: and all that? Uh, no. Cracks me up. <laughs> like Western <laughs> Union. Yeah, a little pony with yeah. side <laughs> saddle, <laughs> yeah. a little leather pouch. And here you go. Yeah. <laughs> you have a pistol to protect my money in your leather pouch when <laughs> you go on the horse cross country? <laughs> All right. If you're listening, Pastor Gary, love you. Right. Um, let's uh, talk Pastor Gary, about... Pastor there's Venmo and the Cash App. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. They
4: have that Cash App. Okay. okay. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Because right. I, um, Andre was like, what is this Cash App? And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, somebody just sent me a request for money through a Cash App. And I'm like, it was his little cousin. She's in yeah. college. Yeah. And he was like, I don't even know what it is. So we had to ask the girls. And they were like, <laughs> they "Oh yeah, we so have it too. <laughs> if in case anybody wants to send us money, oh yeah, <laughs> in case like, anybody wants yeah, to send me but money, but I then love it." Alicia goes, she got it, and then somebody from one of our family members requested money from her. She was like, "Mama, what?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Goes so both crazy. ways. Yeah. Our, uh, uh, the kids' uh, tutor,
2: she would request payment through the Cash App, which is great. So she'd just send the request and you'd send it to her. It was great. Oh, that is handy. Mm -hmm. And a photographer. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk good news, shall we? Uh, we've got a story, and you guys know we love testimonies here in the Good News. That was one of the reasons we started. We wanted to share the good news, you know, of the world, but also the good news of Jesus. And so these testimonies are like the perfect combination, you know. Carrie Underwood's uh, husband, so Carrie Underwood, uh, Christian singer, uh, you know, blonde, adorable she American marries, Idol, uh, Mike Fisher, who is a hockey player, and so he is on the website. I am second which shares beautiful testimonies with people, a great place to go if you need encouragement. And they break down the testimonies according to, like, if you didn't have a father or you lacked love or addiction issues, abuse, mm-hmm. you, there are a lot of things where you can find healing through other people's journey uh, with faith and healing. Uh, and Mike Fisher, uh, very successful hockey player, but as you said um, that he talked about, uh, a producer Dave, um, how he... Went after what the world said would bring him happiness and success, his career in hockey, stardom, money, and that it didn't bring him the satisfaction or fill that hole in his heart that he thought that it would, right?
3: Right, exactly. He he concentrated so much on what he considered success that he forgot to... Manage his own personal life. And uh, when he finally did get to where he considered a a success, I mean, he is a very successful, you know, he's on the Nashville Predators. He's a good hockey player. Um, And then when he did finally sign his contract and he got to live his dream that he realized that it's a really lonely, it's really lonely there. And so he kind of sacrificed all this other. All these other personal things to get there.
2: So many times I hear, but people say that they felt like there's like a hole in their heart, you know, um, loneliness, depression, uh, feeling that, you know, like uh, searching for some kind of satisfaction in life. And people try different things over time, whether it be money, success, a career, relationship, drugs, alcohol, gambling, shopping, stuff, um, fancy car. Um, and but that hole, it doesn't get filled. And so I've heard people say that it's the perfect shape for Jesus to fill. Mm-hmm. And that love you know, of Christ that can fill that hole in your heart that um, so many people search so long for. And uh, it's an interesting thing to try to explain, you know, to your kids, Um, because my kids are still fairly young, I guess, kind of halfway through, um, you know, they're 9, 10, and 13, um, just explaining that in life, you know, trying to find, or if there's somebody that maybe we think is mean or cruel or nasty, we talk about how maybe they don't have Jesus in their heart. You know, and that maybe that they need to teach them about that rather than be mean back, which is a hard thing to do to be kind to someone who's not nice to you. Mm -hmm. So finding that satisfaction or that fulfillment, you know, faith can be the perfect shape to fill that hole in your heart. Let's take a listen to Mike Fisher, hockey player, husband of Carrie Underwood, talk about how he pursued all of these things to feel fulfillment or satisfaction, and it didn't.
5: I'd get the question, hey, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And it was an NHL hockey player. That's all I wanted to do. I remember just the anticipation. I loved to compete. I loved the speed of it. I loved to score. Grew up in Peterborough, Ontario. Peterborough was a hockey town, so it was filled with hockey rinks. Um, balancing that with school and church and family. You know, hockey is stats related, performance based, and that kind of, I think, carried over as a kid into just trying to be a good kid. At six years old, I was about to go to school, and I asked my mom if I could ask the Lord into my heart, and I still remember where, and on my knees, and prayed with my mom. At six, it's, I don't know if you really understand everything. You definitely don't, but it's definitely a start. I left home at 17. I was drafted into the Ontario Hockey League, so I went away at 17 and left family and friends and security of you know, kind of home church, and um, I was playing with 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and I uh, I struggled. Was trying too much to maybe fit in and I was focusing for so long on what I can't do I can't swear can't drink can't have sex can't do all these things meanwhile inside I'm not I'm not focusing on that relationship it was hockey took over at 19 I get to the I make it to the NHL I'm making a great salary um, It's, I made it, made my childhood dream and everything was great on the exterior, the interior. Not good at all. Yeah, I remember signing my first contract. I was 19 years old. Just kind of a little bit unbelievable. You know, that should have been, that's every kid's dream, is to sign a contract. And I remember going out that night to a bar, getting drunk, making bad decision, and waking up the next morning feeling like the worst piece of crap that uh, I could ever feel like. There's a lot of inside feelings of a lot of different things. I was letting people down. I was letting God down. Trying to hide. Trying to pretend like everything was great. Still go to church, but maybe be hungover. Not really into it, but just putting up a kind of a facade. When I did a Bible study with my cousin, who I was living with at the time, at the age of but 22, I get to a scripture it's Luke 9, 23 to 25. And it says, if you want to be a follower of me, you have to put aside your own selfish desires, shoulder your cross daily and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find true life. What do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul in the process? remember that scripture just kind of hitting me, and that was for me. Because I'd reached my dreams. I had money and everything I thought was cool and just wasn't working and I knew what the answer. But I hadn't been looking for it in the right places and through a process of just Praying and getting in the word with my cousin. Uh, My life was changed and for the first time I remember thinking man this is this is really um, real. It wasn't because of my parents. It wasn't because I was supposed to be in church. But it became real to me and didn't happen overnight, but slowly God changed me on the inside and I started to not worry about the don'ts but just focus on just pursuing Him. And slowly God started to just bring up stuff, started to confess things in my life that I wasn't proud of and Slowly, God just kind of released that. It wasn't religion anymore. It was a real relationship, and it was awesome. I still get goosebumps. Thankful to be able to do what I love to do. I fail. Definitely I'm on the back end of my career. I'm a guy that's kinda not very patient at times. And I'm a slow healer. But I finally figured out that it wasn't just about performing. It's just accepting his love. In spite of our failures and our mistakes, that love of the Father is unconditional. That's a pretty good feeling to, to know that how much he loves me. My name is Mike Fisher, and I am second.
2: I love that scripture. Whew.
4: That's something I, Andre and I, we... We talk to um, our girls all the time about not um, falling victim to the world and drowning out what the world wants you to be, and really listen to who God created you to be. And you and I always tell my girls and Alicia especially because she's the oldest, oldest, yeah, and she's through this whole process of trying to you know pick colleges and she's like mom i'm so stressed out i'm like alicia you got to pray and you got to be still and you got to listen to god journal
2: it helps Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. i can't slow my brain down enough to hear what god's saying when i journal it slows down my thoughts enough that that it seems like the pen can write down things that make more sense than letting it just race bounce all over like a pinball machine Mm -hmm. in my brain
4: and that's what we told her make a list and really you know i of five schools that is recruiting her that she really wants to go to and she feels like you know god is kind of tugging at her and then from that list narrow it, it down from maybe like a page for yeah. each
2: one and write things down as mm-hmm. you think about it about that school you know, whether it be special people you meet or a church you like or a coach you really connect with or someone that really encourages you and, you know, what you like about it, scenery, you know, all the things. And then each one has its own page. Yeah. And at some point, a couple of them are going to have a longer list. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and more than even a list. I love how you teach your girls. I mean, all of Mm. you were such great parents, but (laughs) I love some of the things you say about teaching your girls and just, you know, being still before God and what have you. Um, And the list and journaling, like I talked about too, is really important. Um, But also just listening to that, I call it um, gut, God under there. Mm. And that intuition and um, the way I explain it to my girls, my Jericho girls, is it's like a tube that runs down your center and when something feels a little off from like it's coming out of that tube or it doesn't feel right, you know, that's not of God because God's not a God of confusion or, you know, restlessness and what have you. So to just really hone in on that intuition and teaching them that early, because as we get older and experience happens, we start to doubt our intuitions. We doubt ourselves. We don't trust that we're hearing from God. So really honing in on that is so cool that you're, you're teaching
4: your girls that. And, and what you just said, Miss Donald, I remember when I was younger and I, you know, my grandmother would tell me, you know, Monique, listen to the voice of God. Yes. Mm. And I'm like, Grandma, how you know you are when you're young you expect uh you know like the movie the burning bush, she's yeah. And know that I am God. Monique, yeah. I'm calling you to do uh. this. <laughs> and, and and she's like, No, just know like you just said, God is not a God of confusion. Right. And it's and he's not gonna tell you anything that's gonna contradict his word. And that's what I always tell my girls you know um be still because I want them to be able to tune in to God's voice on their own and not me always having to be like well like my my metal daughter she's like mom pray for me right now I'm like what's wrong Mm. she's like it was doing exams I just have so many tests and I'm like you have to pray and let God you know, just bring a peace. You study and you pray and let God bring that peace yes. to you. Mm-hmm. And so she told me, I did what you said and I was so peaceful, Mama, and I got an A on my science oh, test. Oh, no. <laughs> So it's just all about, you know, teaching them at an early age. Like, and the scripture says, you know, train up a child. And when they get old, they won't depart from it. Just like, your grandma um, did with you, yes, right, and Mr. Fisher, yeah, and mm-hmm. when he was young with his mom, six years old. I want to accept Jesus into my heart, even though he didn't know, you know, what it all entailed. But as he got older, he was able to go back to that. Well,
2: and Ian Humphrey, your friend Michelle, last mm-hmm. week who came mm-hmm. in, and you can find his book, Ian Humphrey, and his testimonies online. Um, he's his grandmother. And his mother, for that matter, but his grandmother took him to church and put the love of Christ in him, you know, mm-hmm. and then he came back to that after he left prison. Right. So mm-hmm. it really did stick. As yes, say. exactly. Yes, as a mother of a son, you know, it's well, and I, I guess
6: daughters can stray as well. But I just, I'm like, okay, God, I, I got to keep giving you Chris, keep giving you Chris, because he does, you know, at 20, being in the, of the
2: world and in the world it's like no 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 mm. Woo. all right if you want to uh, talk to any of the ladies reach out to me dave producer dave angie austin radio.com.
5: the good news of jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670 kltt.com this is kltt commerce city denver
2: it's angie hey would you like to donate items you know maybe some old sporting equipment old furniture old clothing you'd like the tax write-off you'd like to help others but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off and you're just too busy well guess what art thrift stores they will come right to you to your house pick up your items and leave you your tax write-off donation form how do you do that call 303- Two three eight Jane, two three eight five two six three. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. As they help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. the coach bag and I got it at ARC. I shop there and I help others and I donate my items items about once every month or two and I call 303-238-JANE and they come right to my house with the truck and they pick everything up. check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE.
7: Well, praise the Lord and welcome back to the good news with Angie Austin and friends. Hey, we've got some Awesome, awesome people, uh, awesome family. Kyle and Angie Hopkins um, have come in to talk to us today. I, I'm excited because Kyle is already in trouble, okay? He put <laughs> his mama in the corner, Uh okay? Because us parents, we know how it is, so get in that corner over there. Well, <laughs> Kyle had the opportunity today to tell his mama, no, mom, you get in the corner today. <laughs> but I already told him that he's going to be in trouble because nobody puts the mama in the corner. Nobody puts the mama in the corner. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> so welcome, Angie and Kyle. Thank you for having us. Thank you
8: for you're having welcome. us too.
7: You're welcome. So, you, you know, I, I'm looking at you. You're a very bright young man and, and look like you're doing things in life. And, and you're doing something considering what's going on with your body you're doing something that some of us have really no excuse for not doing That's the things right. that we're supposed to be <laughs> yes. doing. So tell us a little bit about that.
8: Well.
6: He works in a gym.
8: I work at a gym. I love people and they love me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to lift. Okay. Um, I, uh, I used to do a lot of things before my stroke. And I used to play like baseball, football, wrestling, soccer, you name it i Amen. did it <laughs> and uh one time i had like symptoms having a stroke and after fourth grade like a week later i got out of school and I had like a uh my brother had a baseball tournament for i don't know i don't remember but uh we were in denver at the time and we went my mom and my brothers and sisters Came to a Flyer's Mall, and I don't know why, but I had a big headache in Flyer's Mall mm-hmm. at GameStop, and my mom and my sister were in Victoria's Secret at the time, and I was with my brothers, and I was um, looking at uh, 2004 a two thousand four and mlb mm-hmm. baseball game, right? And I was gonna buy a game. And I was so I checked out and. My head started to hurt really bad, like a headache, mm-hmm. just a headache, you know. I told my mom when I went over to Victoria's Secrets to tell my mom, and uh, it just started to hurt more and more and more.
7: Mm-hmm. And how old were you?
8: Ten years old.
7: Wow. wow.
8: Yeah.
6: yeah. <laughs> he had a massive hemorrhagic stroke at ten, so
7: it 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 was something else what would bring something like that on if you don't mind
6: you know they sure. they really don't know um his blood pressure just went sky high um at 10 at 10 years old and wow. he was perfectly normal he was healthy um he just had a physical you know but he had been getting headaches and he had been telling the doctors you know i'm getting headaches and they just said that he must have migraines it's normal mm-hmm. you know give him tylenol it'll go away and and it always went away but it was constant. And, um, you know, so at 10 years old, nobody thinks check right. for stroke. That's right. And um, especially since he had just had his physical uh, for sports and everything came out clear, you know, blood pressure perfect. And, but when he had a stroke, they, you know, a couple months later, they did find a tumor um, on his adrenal gland. Mm-hmm. They thought maybe that could have caused his blood pressure to spike up. Um, but for like three or four years after he still had high blood pressure and, um, it came down and gradually, and now he's not on any medications, Amen. but, Amen. um, it did leave him paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, but you know what, he, he has a big story about, you know, all of that happening. Um, when, when he had a stroke and, you know, and we're, we've always been a very, powerful believer in christ and Amen. um Amen. you know we we owe everything to christ and when this happened you know um people always asked you know are you angry and it's like no i'm not because he doesn't belong to me all right you know, now he's there my son mm-hmm. but he belongs to god and um and so it's you know he has his story and and uh we just support him and uh does what we do what he wants us to do and what god wants us to do and we just live that way and and um Wow. Sad. Okay, wait, I have
3: a question. So hi, everybody. This is Producer Dave. You're listening to The Good News with Angie Austin, and we have a very special guest, Kyle, and Angie Hopkins today. Kyle, when he was 10 years old, had a stroke. Now, you were just talking about how when that all happened and how it all kind of led up to that. Now, you said it was a massive hemorrhagic stroke or something?
6: Hem- hemorrhagic.
3: Hemorrhagic stroke. Yes. What does that exactly mean, and what did it do to you?
6: Well, different kinds of there's different kinds of strokes, and his stroke that just didn't, like the artery in his brain didn't just all of a sudden bulge. It just, there was just a ton of blood that had been, it had been bleeding, and then it just finally exploded the whole artery. So um, he does, he has a hole, a big hole in the center of his brain, and then all the blood that touched any of his brain destroyed that part of the brain, and then other parts of his brain, the blood destroyed that, wherever blood got on to his brain, it destroyed it. So, um, and it cannot be, it cannot grow back. It cannot be relearned nothing. It has to reroute. Mm. So, you know, he he lost, completely lost a third of his brain. And then, um, you know, and has little parts that are missing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why he's such a miracle child to us and to many others. Absolutely. So, Mm -hmm. but
3: then what happened after that? What, you said you had a story about kind of after what happened and what you did. Oh, I was in
8: a coma after when I, after my stroke, um, at a uh, the on uh, the brain surgeon was going on vacation at that time, but he saw uh, a patient at the hospital right next to uh, Flatiron's Mall, and um.
6: Well, to lead up to this, um, we were at the mall, and if we were on our way home to Fort Morgan where we had lived, um, he wouldn't have made it at all. Mm. But this happened to happen at Flatiron's Mall when we were getting ready to leave, which is just a couple of minutes away from a Vista hospital. Um, So emergency came to, they rushed him to a Vista and there just happened to be a brain surgeon at that hospital that wasn't supposed to be there in the first place, Mm -hmm. but he was checking on a patient on his way out on vacation he was supposed to be on vacation (laughs) that's amazing look at god so i mean everything happens for a reason when it happens Mm -hmm. and so kyle got rushed into the er there was no surgery staff on hand or anything so the surgeon just had to bring people in um that were was working and um to be on his um his surgery um surgeon crew and uh And then it just leads on from that. You know, we called the the priest. They told us to get the priest there because Mm -hmm. there was not a very good chance at all. And Kyle can take it from there. So what happened after that?
8: So I was was in a coma for a month. No, it happened
6: at the hospital.
8: Oh, my bad.
7: <laughs> um I wish the listeners could see his smile. His <laughs> smile is He's just a captivating. Is, million <laughs> dollar smile. <laughs> yes. It's, it's always yes. been that way. Oh don't cover it.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can't not smile. <laughs> um when I was at the hospital, my I don't remember.
6: What happened when you were at the hospital? When
8: oh. It, you I, the table. oh uh, I went to heaven and talked to God for many, many things. And I told God, God told me, I said, Kyle, what's your plan? Do you want to go to heaven to open the golden gates to go talk to people that you don't even know, but you're going to know all about it, all, everyone? You uh, And I was like, in heaven? You could do anything in heaven perfectly fine. <laughs> and I told God, I told them, God. Um, I looked at my parents and my brothers and sister, and he I,
6: could see us. Wow.
8: Yeah, and I told them they were all crying, and I was in the, on the table, and I told God, I was like, I really want to go back to open the golden gates and go talk to people that I don't even know, and but. I really wanted to go back to earth but God told me you have to lose everything that you had. Mm. You, everything. So I told uh, God told me I really really want to go back to earth and uh that's what God told me to do. And uh I went down back to earth and I was in a coma. And I woke up out of a coma a month later. And I lost everything. I couldn't even speak. Couldn't do anything. You had and to restart. Yeah, I had to restart when <laughs> I, like a baby again. It so was really hard.
6: After having to do everything from... Sorry, this is Michelle. Hi. Hi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> after having to do everything over again, what what gave you the, the gumption to say... I'm going to be, I'm going to work out. I'm going to be an athlete. I'm mm-hmm. going to wrestle. <laughs> That's amazing.
8: <laughs> well, my dad was a trainer, so I was always active play, playing sports, you know, hanging out with my dad. He was always lifting and I said, I want to work out with you when I was very young, not very like do push ups and all that because mm-hmm. you, you're, you're growing, so you don't want to stunt your growth. Right. So I was always active. And, uh, it just happened to be, and it's just like, it's either you'd be really mad or really happy. It's your choice. Amen. That's Amen. It's your choice. No matter what it is, how hard it is or how easy it is, it, it's your choice to be happy or mad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how mm-hmm. rich and famous. Are you happy or you're sad?
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's good. So, That's true.
1: Beautiful. Happiness so, is a choice.
7: Amen. Mm-hmm. A, 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 okay, the writer's side is coming out of me. Have you written the book yet? <laughs> <laughs> um.
8: I tried, but it's like, it's so hard for me to read. <laughs> okay. I can only read the uh, second grade level right now. And but I'm
7: you still need to tell your story. You need yeah. to you need to write your book. Okay, mm-hmm. I I am a ghostwriter as well. Just so you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I, I can I, because I'm looking at you, young man, and I'm seeing God's glory on you and how He has brought you from a place where medical science probably said, "Well, he's not going to make it." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here you are today, and you you wrestle as well.
3: He used I to. I used to, you to used wrestle. You used to
7: wrestle. Yeah. Okay, but you're still standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's the point. And, and there's many people out there. Um, that have undergone, you know, much less than you, and they just give up. Why do you keep going, Kyle?
8: Well, it's either I, when I came out of a coma, I couldn't even walk or talk, mm-hmm. you know. So I told myself I could do this, but it's very, very hard for me to do this. Mm-hmm. So m- therapies after therapies after therapies, OP, PT and OT mm-hmm. every single day, twi- two or three times a day. It was hard, but I said, "I'm gonna walk." Amen. I'm gonna talk, but I'm not gonna talk that much. Like right. not very good at talking, because when you have a stroke, it's hard for me to have that uh, have that vocabulary okay. to speak like okay. like fluently. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. can't do that. But I try. But it's all up to me. <laughs> That's why I wanna. I'm. I I could have make a book, but it's so hard because
6: sister's I, doing it.
8: Yeah, my sister's doing it. Good, good. Um Oh, I forgot my short term memory.
6: Everything is he's always looked to God and we've always looked to God. So um we've never asked God why and um he's learned to just live with it and make things better and because uh, everything is possible with God. So Amen. he just, he doesn't give up and, um, you know, because sitting there and crying and being sad for yourself and, and, uh, thinking of all the negatives, that's not going to get you anywhere. That's right. So only you can change it. And, um, God gives him the strength. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's amazing. He I mean, he is just, I just love this kid. You know, <laughs> he he's amazing to everyone he meets. Mm-hmm. I love him too. Oh my gosh. He I'm just sitting here and being so
0: ministered to you. And yes. I just have to say. I, I chose a word for this year, which was steadfast. I'm like, Lord, I wanna be immovable. I want to be, you know, rooted in storms and then of course all the storms come this year right (laughs) and I'm going I'm listening to your story going I would have chosen the golden gates like give me the easy I want to be happy I don't want to go back I love you mom and dad but I'm not going back and you've so inspired me to you know live in that steadfast you said I can't not smile I'm going to put that on my computer screen and think of you so thank you for
6: what you're doing and sharing hope and and joy. you know and we have we have such a very close family mm-hmm. that, um, you know, because things like this that happen, sometimes if you don't have God in your heart, you, That's right. you fall apart, That's you, right. you know, families just fall apart and there's just so much anger and stuff. And his little brother had a little hard time with it. He, gr- he grew up having a hard time with it because he saw his brother perfect at one time and then all of a sudden he watched his brother die in yeah. front of him yeah. they all we were all at the mall except for his dad because his dad isn't wasn't over the road truck driver but um they all watched his brother die so um you know he 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 came out of it and it made us all stronger
9: Amen.
6: and you know his dad and I were just were very very proud of him and so are his siblings and Amen. you know and it's all because of God. That's
7: right. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. We've got about two and a half minutes left.
6: Kyle, um, I'm Cindy
1: Marsh, and thank you so much for being here. Yes. You are just a blessing in so many ways. Um, <laughs> I equally am a uh, brain su- um, trauma survivor. I had a brain bleed in my head and um, about four years ago, and it affected my speech, not to the levels that you're dealing with, but enough that I was way out of the norm, my balance, my memory and even to this day my central processing is affected because where my bleed was but i have been so encouraged um in brain plasticity and all the research out there and that you can actually grow back not the areas that have been damaged but you can grow back pathways Mm -hmm. by exercises and i'm living proof of that there's a dr stedman here in town that works on a regular basis and I've done daily exercises along with diet and everything else and have seen great results and but I have to go piece by piece with my brain to restructure it so I just want to say thank you for sharing your story thank you for sharing Mm. God with us and you are a very very brave and strong young man
8: thank you thank you very much
7: how can we encourage you all today
6: just keep believing you know whether you Whether things are going your way or not, that's that's not it's not bad, you know. It you just never ever give up faith in God, that's right. Because it's all in His hands, and He has a plan. Whether you believe it or not, He has a plan. And none of us belong to each other; we all belong to God. Amen. And um, you know, it's I I can have arguments with people who don't believe, and it's like, how can you not believe? And you know when all of this happened you know when when you find the love of your life you know is that because of God yes Mm -hmm, you know and you know so everything is to God and we there's nothing more other than that
7: amen we have had the blessed opportunity to speak with Kyle and Angie Hopkins today and Kyle is just such a bright star such a wonderful awesome representation of God. And we hope you all have enjoyed this segment because we have. I'm sitting up here looking at this young man because that smile is yeah. what gets me. But we get ready to pray for him. So Amen. God bless y'all. Join us again for the good news with Angie Austin and friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
8: 238 Jane. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Um, yep, absolutely.
2: A, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll ma'am. bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the ma'am. number? 303-238-Jane. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-Jane. 303-238-Jane. ArcDrift.org. Does ma'am. Uh, Arc make you feel special?
8: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: I thought so. You are special. ArcDrift.org. As org. are you, babe. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for Arc?
9: I love it! to any of the YMCA of the Rockies locations to fill your days and nights with our exciting and educational programs and activities. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we put Christian principles into practice with our fun and informative programs. And our facilities are located in stunning environments that help build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. We also provide conferences of a religious, educational or recreational nature and we specialize in offering traditional summer camping experiences for boys and girls at the YMCA of the Rockies every season brings affordable fun and excitement for the entire family. YMCA of the Rockies has locations near Winter Park, Rocky Mountain National Park and Grand Lake. Go to YMCA of the Rockies.org. Whether you are looking for adventure, a better way to connect with your family or just a relaxing stroll, we can set you on your way. That's YMCA of the Rockies. TheWalkies.org.
2: Angie Austin here. Did you know that about 80% of adults experience back pain at some point in their lifetime? I know my husband does, and it can be debilitating. We're talking about eliminating back pain without opioids with an expert in the field. Joining us is Dr. Alpesh Patel, the Director of Orthopedic Spine Surgery at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Welcome, Dr. Patel.
10: Good morning, Angie. Thank you for having me.
2: All right, let's first talk about how prevalent back pain is and the different causes.
10: Absolutely. As you mentioned uh, earlier, it is really common. Uh, Eighty, Even some studies would say up to 90% of adults in the United States will experience fairly severe low back pain at some point in their lives. Uh, the good news for your listeners is that it's not a permanent condition for everybody. Most people will have temporary symptoms that come and go over the course of years. And I think your second question is a really important one, which is what is the cause of low back pain? Unfortunately, there's no one single cause, which is why we don't have a single solution for everybody. Uh, It really is individualized uh, from person to person. What is the source of their back pain? And once we understand that, a lot more clarity comes in when discussing what treatment to offer.
2: Let's talk about the difference then between acute and chronic back pain and if they're treated
10: differently and how so. Absolutely. So acute back pain is typically described as low back pain being less than approximately six to eight weeks uh, of uh, symptoms. For many people, it's an acute onset of back pain, either a spasm in the back or a tight feeling in the lower back. And and those are oftentimes treated with anti-inflammatory medications, possibly medications um, that involve muscle relaxation. But I don't think the solution is only in pill form. I think there is a role for things like and physical therapy to treat acute low back pain when it comes to more chronic low back pain which is generally individuals who have had low back pain for more than a few months duration and unfortunately oftentimes we'll see folks who've had symptoms for years it really gets a lot more complicated and our medications in terms of opioid medications are unfortunately frequently utilized uh, and really probably aren't the best way to treat chronic pain symptoms like that. And I think we've seen a lot of the ramifications uh, of the use of those medications, you know, in the opioid epidemic that, that has gotten so much news in the, in the last few months.
2: Yeah. So much news. And doctor, just as an aside, I interviewed someone recently and I knew he was coming from the rescue mission and had been homeless. And when he walked in, I said to him, wow, I said, you look great. He'd been through a you know rehab program. I said, wow, you look great. You look like a guy with a, you know, a house and two cars and a wife. He said, I was, and then I had surgery. And I went on opioids and he said, the opioids just, I was addicted so quickly, he lost everything and ended up homeless for several years and has gotten back on his feet. And looking at him, doctor, I realized that the average person, you don't realize how quickly these things can potentially take over your life. So yes, I understand people have to take them, but I, I don't think that they are a good option for many And I don't think they're a good long-term option as well. And I think that we just get used to taking something in a bottle and like, oh, you know, take this for your pain. But it can be a very slippery slope depending on, you know, your personality and your, you know, unique situation. So with that said, uh, my husband's never taken opioids, but he has looked into uh, just briefly— Uh, I've been, you know, shortly been looking into uh, spine surgery. So when should that be considered? I think a lot of people don't know when they should consider it.
10: Absolutely. First of all, it's a completely heart-wrenching story about that individual, and I would agree with what you said, that, that we do see the uh, effects of opioids. I think we've generally either gotten numb to as a society mm-hmm. or that we've ignored them because there are some really dramatic, dramatic stories like that individual that unfortunately are, are increasingly common, and I think it's, a, it's great that we're talking more about it now than we ever did before, um, but I, I think that's a really focal point that people need to take home. Now, to answer your question, though, about when do we consider spine surgery, I think it depends on the condition that the individual person has. So we know there are certain problems in the lower back and in the neck that are very amenable to surgical management, where we can talk about surgical success rates being in the 85, 90 plus percent range, where we can talk about risks being low and and a lot of durability to the procedures, where we don't see people coming back over and over again for more surgeries. Those are specific conditions like spinal stenosis and disc herniations. Those are probably the most common ones where we see really good long-term success rates. The flip side is also true, and I think we all know people who have had lower back surgery who has it hasn't gone well, and they've had either the same pain or worsening pain afterwards. And I would tell you what I tell my patients is that that oftentimes comes down to the reason for the surgery. So if people are having a lower back surgery, these are often what are called spinal fusion surgeries, for the treatment of arthritic low back pain, so arthritic disease of the joints in the back or of the discs of the back, the success rates in that setting uh, are very mixed uh, to the point of which I, in my practice, generally talk my patients out of those kinds of procedures. Mm -hmm. So it comes back down to understanding what the diagnosis is. Those diagnoses, spinal stenosis and disc herniations, we know can be very amenable to surgical treatment.
2: Okay, so, um, the disc, for instance, that seems to be very common. Um, is there a, a minimally invasive procedure? Because I'm, I'm reading, you know, as, as I'm reading through all the information on our interview, I had never heard of minimally invasive spine surgery. What, what is that?
10: Yeah. So it almost sounds like for many people an oxymoron, that the two can't go together, right? Because everybody thinks about spine surgery as being really high risk and dangerous. And then yet we're talking about small incisions, rapid recoveries. And I think that's been the big uh, change in uh, certainly my practice that we're seeing at Northwestern, but seeing around the country is a large growth of these less invasive or minimally invasive options to treat these conditions that, you know, historically would be treated with really large, big operations. So, The the advances that we see, the breakthroughs that we see in those realms really come down to a couple things. It comes down to surgical skill set. It comes down to sort of specialized technological equipment that we now have available to us to perform these surgeries through smaller instance. And then it also comes down to a better understanding of who's going to benefit from surgery and who's not going to benefit from surgery. So if we can combine the sort of uh, technology innovation with an innovation in knowledge and understanding of lower back conditions, and we combine the two, you can get really pretty dramatic differences now in, 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 the, in the recovery process, in the amount of pain and suffering people experience after surgery, uh, and in terms of the long-term uh, you know, durability of the operations as well.
2: Great information, doctor. I'm particularly interested, obviously, because of my husband, but I really appreciate all the info. I didn't know a lot of this. Where can we go to get more info, Dr. Patel?
10: Absolutely. So for more information on, on these, I would suggest your, your listeners come to our website, uh, which is nm.org slash radio. That's nm.org slash radio. And that will connect them to a lot of information about this and other specialists at Northwestern Memorial Hospital.
2: So org forward slash radio. Correct. Excellent. Thank you, Doc. My
10: pleasure.
1: Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at
3: angieaustinradio.com.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?